You're listening to The Thriving Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Sanchez, and this is episode 139, Disagreeing About COVID Precautions. Did you know your nursing dream job is out there? But it's not something you find. It's something you create. And I can show you how. I'm Abby Sanchez, and I'm a life coach for nurses. Using my experience at the bedside, along with my psychology degree, I help nurses build confidence, manage overwhelm, and fall in love or back in love with being a nurse. So come along with me, and I'll help you create the career and life you crave. You ready? Let's go. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited to talk to you guys today, and I'm glad I have a voice to do it. You can tell my voice is a little bit raspy right now. You'll hear some sniffling throughout this episode because I'm getting over a cold, but my voice and my energy are mostly back. So I'm feeling really good today and I'm excited to come talk to you guys about disagreeing about COVID precautions. Now, some of you might disagree with family members, extended family. You might disagree with your coworkers. You might disagree with your neighbor. You might disagree with a whole bunch of people about COVID precautions, whether you should get vaccinated or wear masks or whatever. But for those of you who don't have those types of disagreements in your life, this podcast episode is going to apply to any type of disagreement, whether it's a disagreement about parenting, a disagreement in a dating relationship, disagreements with your mother-in-law. So stick around because this is going to help you work through those disagreements and create connection despite them. All right. And before we get into this episode, I have some exciting news for you guys. I am going to be opening the doors to Bold Nurse Society. And this is kind of huge news because the doors for Bold Nurse Society have not opened for 10 months. I've been busy with other projects and Quite frankly, I wasn't planning on opening the doors to Bold Nurse Society to the general public ever again, because originally it was going to be you had to go through my course, Bold Nurse Boot Camp, in order to qualify to go into Bold Nurse Society. But the reason I'm opening it up is because it's always been really important to me for coaching to be accessible to nurses. And what I realized was that by having boot camp on the front end of getting into Bold Nurse Society it was making it a lot less accessible because Bold Nurse Society is a low ticket, very affordable type of coaching, whereas boot camp is a little bit higher priced. So I decided let's make coaching accessible. Nurses need it. And so I've decided to put it back on the front end where you can get into Bold Nurse Society without having done boot camp first. So I haven't opened the doors quite yet. I want to let you guys know that what's going on is I'm opening up the wait list and that just opened up today. So if you get on the wait list, then when doors open, you'll be the first to know. But also you will qualify to get my coping with anxiety bonus course, which is a super popular course I put out whenever I've offered it. Nurses have really wanted to get their hands on that course. So I'm excited to give you guys that as a bonus for joining the waitlist. So once you enroll in Bold Nurse Society, if you were on the waitlist, you will qualify to get that course. So I'll let you guys know the doors for Bold Nurse Society are going to be opening up at the end of the month, but you need to be on the waitlist to get that bonus. And that's how you're going to stay in the loop. So to get on the waitlist, you can go to my website, www.thrivingnurse.com forward slash BNS waitlist. 
So BNS as in Bold Nurse Society waitlist. www.thrivingnurse.com forward slash BNS waitlist. And remember, type in the www at the beginning because my website's picky. But once you get there, you can just jump on the waitlist and I will keep you in the loop about when doors are opening up. And maybe I'll even do a little info session to let you know everything that we do in Bold Nurse Society because I know coaching is unfamiliar to a lot of people and how the program works. It's a very unique program. So I'll let you guys know all about that. But I'm so excited. I feel like with the pandemic taking a lot longer than I think a lot of people expected. At first, people were kind of in survival mode when the pandemic started and weren't really sure how long it was going to last. And they were like, okay, I just need to survive through this craziness. And then as things have gone on, people have kind of settled into the new normal a little bit, but now they realize they need some help and some support. And I know Bold Nurse Society has been huge for my nurses in there as they've gone through the pandemic to be able to navigate that stress and overwhelm. And so I'm excited to offer that to more of you guys. All right. So again, www.thrivingnurse.com forward slash BNS waitlist. Get on the waitlist before January 28th, even if you're not sure if you want to join Bold Nurse Society, but just to qualify for that coping with anxiety bonus course in case you do, you'll want to be on the waitlist ahead of time. Okay, so let's talk about disagreeing with family, friends, coworkers, anybody about COVID precautions. Now, I think one of the reasons we think these disagreements are so important, or at least being vocal about them and being angry, kind of heated about them, is we want what's best for the greater good. And as I'm talking about this to you guys, I want you to know I'm not trying to push any agenda either way. So if you are more of the thought of everyone should get vaccinated, people should wear masks, people should social distance, or you're more on the side of we shouldn't have these things dictated for us, we should be able to make these choices, whatever, wherever you fall on the spectrum, I want you to know I respect you. And I'm not trying to shame anyone or push any sort of agenda here, okay? And what I'm going to talk about will apply wherever you fall on the spectrum. So I think all of us, what we want is what's best for the greater good. And so when we're thinking about how other people's actions in the general public or policymakers, when we're thinking about how their actions and behavior are impacting everybody else, that's when we get heated about it. Because we're like, some people are vulnerable and they're not able to make these choices for themselves and and we need to do what's best for everybody. And so it starts to feel really important that we get our message across and that people change their mind and agree with us and that their behavior falls in line with what we think is best. But the thing is, being loud and angry does not accomplish that. So while I think it's totally fine to disagree I want you to notice how being angry or really vocal about your views might feel justified. It also might not be achieving what you hope. Because even though angry voices are louder, they're not necessarily more likely to be heard. Parents would agree with me on this, right? You can be very loud when you tell your kids what to do to get their shoes on, to take a bath, to do their homework, to turn off the video games. You can be very loud 
but that doesn't mean you're more likely to be heard. And from my experience, a lot of times you're less likely to be heard. Kids are really good at tuning people out, or my kids seem to be when my daughter's watching TV and I am yelling from the other room, time to turn off the TV, come in and eat dinner. It doesn't happen. She's really good at tuning that out. But if I walk over to her and I make eye contact and I have a conversation with her about how it's time to turn off the TV and to come eat dinner, and maybe she says, but my show is going to be over in two minutes. Can I finish it? And we have that conversation, then we're more likely to come to an understanding and she's even more likely to come do what I want, what I'm asking her to do. So when we're on social media or talking to family members and we're yelling and screaming our point of view, even if you're not actually yelling and screaming, but it's with this tone of judgment and anger, my guess is people are pretty good at tuning that out. People listen when they feel respected. Just like my daughter, when I go over and I make eye contact, I have that conversation, I listen to her concerns. That's when she's more likely to engage with me and we find that understanding. So if we want people to listen, respect is key. Now, the thing is, you can't make other people feel respected. You might share your view and they might choose to take offense to it. But even though you can't make other people feel respected, what you can do and what you're in charge of doing is feeling respect for them. If you genuinely feel respect for them, then you're going to show up differently in the conversation. When I genuinely feel respect for my kids as I'm trying to give them instructions, or even when I'm disciplining them, if I'm coming from a place of respect, I show up so much differently. It's way more effective, and I like who I'm being in the process. So that's your job. Generate genuine respect. Now, I know for many of you, it's not even about trying to have these conversations and change other people's minds. It could just be that you and your family members don't see eye to eye on things and your lives are so intertwined that you don't want it to be the source of tension in your family. So this is something I coached a nurse on in Bold Nurse Society this last week. She was saying that her, her and her family members disagree about what precautions are appropriate for when they do family gatherings. And she said, I don't want this to tear my family apart. That was one of her main concerns. And that's the concern for many of us. We're like, I don't want it to ruin my relationships. I don't want it to cause this tension. I don't want it to create this distance between me and these people that I love so much. So you might be having your own version of that thought. I don't want this to tear my family apart or tear my relationships apart. And on our coaching call, as we explored that thought, it was really interesting to see what it was creating for her because that thought, I don't want to tear my family apart, sounds really important, right? Like I'm protecting the relationships. It's really important that I think I have to be careful not to tear my family apart. But having that sentence go through your brain is creating an emotion for you. And for this particular nurse, it was creating some sort of fear. And when we show up from fear in our relationships, we don't show up as who we want to be. So for this nurse, it was causing her to avoid conversations 
when people send out the text messages about this family gathering, she just wants to avoid it. She doesn't want to tear her family apart. So then she feels conflicted. She's not saying what's important to her or asking for different precautions or any of that. She's stepping back and not wanting to be part of it, right? So it's just good to notice that that's what we're doing. And we all do the same type of thing when we're coming from fear. So think about if you have a disagreement with your manager or with your charge nurse at work, and you're thinking, I don't want to create tension on the unit. Feels really important to think that, feels really safe. But then notice, do you start avoiding that person? Or do you start being really distant from them? So even if you're having conversations with them, you're kind of closed off emotionally and not engaged with them as much. You're not asking them as many questions and really like spending time with them and getting to know them. They might not even know something's wrong in your mind, but you feel that awkwardness. You're like, there's something that's not resolved. I don't feel like I can show up authentically because I really disagree, but I don't want to let them know I disagree. So I just need to bolt from all interactions with them. So you see how that actually creates more tension and disconnect on your units. Okay, so pay attention. It's really good to gain awareness over things like this, where it's like, okay, this thought that I thought was so important actually isn't helpful. And a lot of times we can't see that on our own. So when we get that awareness, then we can decide intentionally, I'm going to stop thinking that thought. Now, here's the thing. We don't have to go all the way to the other end of the spectrum and say, I want to tear my family apart. It would be great to tear my family apart. I don't care if I tear my family apart. Those aren't the replacement thoughts that are going to help us either. Because when you think that those thoughts and you feel apathy or selfish or however it makes you feel, you're not going to show up as who you want to be either. So one thought that I love is to just decide it's not going to tear your family apart. You can decide this is going to strengthen my family. A lot of times we think it's just this wait and see thing. Like, okay, I'm going to say this thing to my mother-in-law or to my husband, and I'm going to see how he responds to it. And I'm going to hope for the best that in the long run, it strengthens our family. But I want you to see the difference. It's not, I hope this will strengthen my family. I hope this works out for the best. You could decide ahead of time, this will be for the best of my family. This will bring us closer together. This will strengthen us. You can just decide that. This was something I decided in my family. My husband and I, in the course of our marriage, some of our religious opinions and beliefs have shifted a little bit in different ways. So when we got married, we were very much on the same page with what we believed. But over the years... We've evolved as humans and our beliefs have evolved and we've changed. And when this first started happening, it felt really scary to me. And I had a thought like this. I don't want this to tear my family apart. I don't want this to put strain on my marriage. And especially with my kids, I was like, I don't want this to be confusing for my kids and hard for them when me and my husband have different ideas and beliefs about things. But what I decided was this is okay. This is actually going to strengthen our marriage because we're going to learn to communicate with each other better. We're going to learn to respect each other and be more open-minded with each other. We're going to learn to compromise and problem solve. And it's going to be the best for my kids. I just decided that. I was like, this is going to be so good for my kids 
because they're going to hear different perspectives. They're going to have this open environment where they can learn and make decisions for themselves. This is going to be so good for them. So I'm not going to wait and see. I'm not going to say, I hope this is good for them. I decided this is going to be the best for them. And the thing is, when I come from that place of confidence, I show up differently in my marriage. I show up differently around my kids. It's not from fear anymore. It's from confidence and love and trust. And that is way more effective. So I just decided that. And my husband got on board with that, which was awesome. But I want you to know, even if the people in your life don't see it that way, if they're still in fear and in concern, if you have this thought and this belief, this will strengthen my family, then you're going to show up in a way that is more likely to strengthen your family. And it still can bring you closer together, even if they are mad at you. Even if they decide they don't want to spend time with you anymore, if they want to distance themselves from you, it can still strengthen you because tearing your relationship apart isn't something that anyone else can do. You are in control of your relationship and your connection with another person. You can't control their behavior. You can't control exactly what's happening in the relationship, but you control 100% of how you feel in that relationship. So if you want to create more connection, you can do that. Even if they don't want to see you, even if they're mad at you. And it comes from the thoughts you choose to think about them and about your relationship. So first, start by ditching thoughts that are creating that tension, those thoughts that are pulling you apart. Some of them might just feel true, right? Like, like we don't understand each other. We don't see eye to eye. We, we don't get along. All of those thoughts about how you're different, about how you're struggling, about how this is so bad for the relationship, that's what's tearing the relationship apart. That's what's making you feel disconnected. So instead, embrace thoughts about how you're the same. We both feel misunderstood. We're both passionate, opinionated people with strong values. You can have thoughts about how you feel about them. Underneath the anger, if you're feeling angry, underneath that, you're probably feeling hurt, right? I'm really sad that they don't want to see me anymore. I really miss them. You see how that creates more connection? I really love my family and want to be with them. This hurts. But build that connection. You're so much alike. We both want to do what's best for our family and our communities and our country and the world. We're both kind of stubborn and scared and we're struggling to communicate our needs and our opinions and our fears and all of that. We're just struggling. So you can see how no matter what they're doing, no matter what they're feeling, you can create that connection. Even if it means thinking, I love them enough to respect their decision to not want to see me. And you can let that hurt. Remember, I miss them. I love them. I want to spend time with them. This is hard. Go back to that sadness instead of spitting out in the anger. I know anger feels powerful. It feels justified. But it hurts, especially when it's these people we love so much. 
So instead, go back to sadness. That hurts too. But it's a cleansing type of hurt. It's a loving kind of hurt. So let's stay there. All right, my friends. I know it's tricky. What's going on in the world? What's going on in our families? But you can create love and connection. And I'm here to help you with that. And right now, the waitlist to Bold Nurse Society is open. So if you're even just thinking, you could use a little more support, a community of nurses to hear how they're working through these problems. Then go jump on the waitlist. Go to www.thrivingnurse.com forward slash BNS waitlist. And I'll let you know when doors open up, which will be happening soon for just a few days. And you'll qualify for that coping with anxiety bonus course when you enroll. All right, you guys, thanks for doing your best. I know none of us are doing it perfectly, but we're all doing our best. We're navigating all of this the best we can. And I know sometimes it feels like it's been happening for so long. We should have figured it out now. We should be doing it better. But no, every single day that the pandemic goes on, that's one more day you've never experienced of a pandemic before. So you shouldn't have it figured out yet. We're all figuring it out together. And I am here to support you. All right. Have a beautiful week. I'll talk to you later. Take care. Take care.